I'm going to be reading a little bit here out of 1 John chapter 3 and verse 11. Is that what's up there? 1 John chapter 3 and verse 11. And I want you to listen to this first verse 11. For this is the message that ye heard from the beginning that we should love one another. I could preach on that all day. Not as Cain, who was all that wicked one. Anybody know who the wicked one was? He was a devil, or one of the devil's workers. Who was of that wicked one and slew his brother, and therefore slew he him, because his own works were evil and his brother's righteous. I could preach on that for a week too. God, I'll never get this message preached. <laughs> Marvel not, my brother, if the world hates you. <laughs> who cares? If I know what I am, who cares what the world thinks? Verse 14 said, we know. That we have passed from death unto life because we what? We because we love the brethren, and that means sisters too. Yes. Now he that loveth not his brother abideth in death. Now let me explain something here before you get the wrong idea. He's not talking here about blood brothers really. He's not talking about me loving Johnny and Johnny loving me. He's talking about if you're a Christian, you're to love your brothers and sisters. Amen? Because the Bible says if we're Christians, uh, we're all brothers and sisters. I want to read a little more before I preach. Is that all right? Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer, that can mean a spiritual murderer. That means you can kill your brother or sister spiritually. I don't believe this is going to be very pretty this morning. I thought it was going to be good. Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer, and ye know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. Hereby perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us. Does anybody understand that? If you do, say amen. amen. He laid down his life for us. And so what do we need to do? And we need to lay down our lives for our uh, the brethren or sisters. But whoso hath his, this world's good and seeth his brother have need, and again, that's his spiritual brother, uh, and shutteth up his bowels or heart of compassion from him, uh, how dwelleth the love of God in him? My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. That's some good stuff right there. And hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts 
before him. For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. Beloved, if our heart condemneth us not, then have we confidence toward God. And whatsoever we ask, listen this, whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments. Right there is the right there is a fact stated that it takes two for this to work. Takes you being obedient to God, takes you doing what God has said to do, and if you do that, then listen to what it said. And whatsoever we act, we receive of him because we, who's we? Because we keep his commandments and do these things, those things that are pleasing in his and God's sight. And this is his commandment, not mine or yours, and this is his commandment that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. And he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him, and he in him. And hereby we know that we abideth in uh, he abideth in us by the Spirit, by the Spirit which he hath given us. Brother John, he asked a blessing on this word. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Do it, Lord. Do it, Lord. Shake this place this morning. Amen. Now, this, this morning, I want you to know this is not Ralph Foster's message. This is not Dean. This is not your message. Tell me it's not your message. But whose message is it? This is God's message. So many times I hear people, and I know they don't really mean nothing by it, but they just come over the station, or over, you know, they just come over the statement that boy Ralph sure did lay it on us this morning. That was not Ralph's message. That was God's message. But it's all right to blame me, because I don't care. First of all, but you go blaming God, and God cares less. Amen? But whatever, right here it said plainly. 
For this is the message that ye heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. And then in verse 12, he said, Not as Cain, who was of the wicked one, of the devil. So that was the beginning back then when man was created and woman was created and they brought these sons into the world, but they told Adam and Eve, do not partake of that over there because when you do, you'll surely die. But the devil come by and said, I know what the devil said. He said you'd surely die, but he really don't mean it. How many times has the devil told you when you knew what God said, when God said, don't go there, or don't go here, or go there, or don't do this, or don't do that, don't say this, don't say that. And how many times uh, did you go ahead and go anyway when God said not to do it? How many times did you uh, disobey God uh, and do what the devil convinced you to do? Why do people do that? Why do we do that? Because we don't care really evidently about what God said because if we really believed what God said and we want to please God and we want to do what God says us to do in order, uh, uh, first of all, to have eternal life but to be blessed in this life, uh, then we would listen to God and say no matter how much uh, I wanted to go somewhere, Johnny, no matter how much uh, I wanted to do something, uh, no matter how much, sometimes uh, when that urge comes through, Brother Paul, uh, after being an alcoholic for 18 years, uh, and sometimes when that urge and a hit will come by you uh, years later, and sometimes it comes by you, and you say, boy, uh, uh, the devil say, you remember how good that was. Uh, yeah, I remember how good it was, devil, uh, but I remember where it took me to then. Uh, hey, man, uh, it's not that Satan... Uh, uh, Brother Larry is going to quit bothering us uh, when we become Christians, amen. Uh, it just simply means, as I told Larry's son this morning, uh, when he said to talk about the devil, uh, uh, you know, and he was praying for peace. Uh, and I said, well, uh, is the devil bothering you? Oh, yes. Uh, I said, well, you're on the right track, buddy. Uh, I'll tell you, uh, when some people ought to wake up uh, and say the devil don't never bother them, uh, they may be a reason for that. Uh, the devil don't have to bother them uh, because he's already got them. Amen. If y'all help me preach, I'll preach a little while. If you don't, I'll go home. This is the message that we should that you've heard from the beginning that we should love one another. Why did Cain kill his brother Abel? Why? It was because uh, that he evidently loved the devil more than he loved God. And Abel loved God and wanted to be pleasing to God. That's the reason he brought the first fruit. It wasn't nothing wrong. Uh, and what they brought, uh, hey man, it was a heart condition uh, that is in. And the reason he done it came was of the devil. Uh, let me tell you something, friend. Uh, there's a lot of people out there today uh, is of the devil. They are not of God. Uh, and let me tell you something else. Uh, 
they're in the churches today too and don't think they're not. You say, what are you talking about, Ralph? I just what I read there, this is the message that God said uh, that we need to love one another, uh, love one, lift one another up, pray for one another, and we're in a battle, amen. Uh, we've all failed and come short uh, of the glory of God. Uh, if you want to see somebody make mistakes, uh, just come to my house and follow me around uh, for a little while uh, and blame me for it, amen. It was because Cain was jealous of his brother. Do you think that happens still today? Do you think jealousy is killing people? You think jealousy is tearing marriages apart? Do you think lying is destroying? Somebody that is trying to do the best they can do. Now, I'm not saying here, we've all seen you come up short of the glory of God. Now, I, I want to get something straight. I believe in forgiving, and I believe in working with people. I do, and I'll go the extra mile, and some of you knows that. And I believe, and if I see someone that's made mistakes, bad mistakes, and I go back to years ago, Brother Dean, when I made a lot of bad, bad, bad mistakes, and I wish I'd have had somebody to come to me and told me uh, that I love you and I want to help you, and if I accepted that, and I went out, went right back out after they'd done that, showed me their love and their concern, and if I turned around and went right back out and started doing that same thing over and over and over again. Now, I believe in forgiveness, but I also believe there's a price to be paid when you do that. If somebody comes to me and they tell me, look, I made a mistake, Brother Ralph. I'm even a stranger coming. Brother Ralph, I made a mistake. Will God forgive me? Yes, God will forgive you. And if I pray for them and pray for them and work for them and I see that they have straightened up and I see that they're trying to do the best they can do, then I'm going to keep working with them and I'm going to keep helping them. Amen. But if I help them so long and they just keep on doing this and this and that's the same thing, uh, then there comes a time I'm going to have to say, now I'm talking about, I'm talking about right now, I'm talking about everybody, but I'm mostly talking about leadership in the church. Then the Bible, God's message is on that too, and I may preach that one of these days. And a lot of people say, well, throw them out of there. Get rid of them. Is that what the Bible says that we're to do? What does the Bible say to do? It says to love them. It says to forgive them. But if they keep on doing it, the Bible says that it's my place to go to them and talk to them. Or if they're offended at you, you're to go to them and talk to them. And if they don't listen to you, then you're supposed to go get one or two more and take to them. Is that what the Word of God? Am I still in the Word of God, church? Get one or two. 
And then if they don't listen to them, then you throw them out the door. You know what the Bible says? What does the Bible say today? They love them, but it said then if they don't listen to me, they don't listen to one or two more, then we bring them more. Then we bring them before the church. And if they don't listen to the church, then we throw them out. Is that what he said? I'm just testing you people. See, y'all been here for 20-some years and you ain't learned nothing. The Bible don't say that. The Bible says, set them down. Set them down until they get back. Keep loving them. Keep praying for them until they get back to where they have proven themselves that there's been a change in their life. Mike, sometimes people get mad at me because I go by the Word of God. They think I ought to just do things on my own. Or they think the board ought to do things on their own. And his brothers write that marvel not, my brethren, if the world hates you. You know, there are people that call themselves Christians today. How many's listening to this? Let's see your hand if you're listening to it. Marvel not, my brother, if the world hates you. Now, who's he talking to? He's talking to us. He's talking to the church. He's talking to the Christian people. Marvel not. What does that mean? It means don't worry about it if the world hates you. You remember one place in the Bible, David, it said, don't worry about it, the world's going to hate you, but don't worry about it because Jesus said they hated me first. <laughs> and there's people out there, if you represent Jesus Christ, Brother Billy, uh, they're not going to like you. You know why? Because they're representing the devil, hey man. And there's people out there would like to see the churches shut down, uh, they'd like to see the preachers shut up, uh, but my friend, as long as God uh, puts breath in my mouth and in other preachers' mouth, uh, the Word of God is not going to be stopped. Uh, the Word of God is going to abound more and more and more. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. We know that we have passed from death unto life. How? Because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. Uh, whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer. And ye know that no murderer, that's talking about a spiritual murderer, uh, hath eternal life abiding in him. We know these things. Why? Because he said this is a message. This is God's message. When we get in trouble, as Brother Daniel, when we try to preach our own message, or when we try, when we try, hell, I don't say this. When we try to think that we know more than what God does. That's right, Brother Mark. That's what gets us into trouble. And they is every single one of us in here this morning. 
that doesn't make mistakes. There's not a one of us in here walks a perfect life. This is not a perfect church. Not a one of us in here that don't fail and come up short sometimes. There's not a perfect one in this place except my wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, she is to me. Okay. Hereby perceive we the love of God because he laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our life for our brother. In other words, uh, he laid down his life. What does that mean? That means that he went to an old rugged cross. Uh, he suffered a beat that none of us could have survived and lived through it, hey man. Uh, and he had to get help to get the cross up there. Uh, but I don't hear where he shed a tear. I don't hear where he cried out to him. Uh, my father is going to pay y'all for doing this to me. Uh, let me tell you something. Uh, he done it uh, out of mercy, not for his mercy, but for mine and your mercy. Uh, he did it that we may have grace, amen, uh, to fulfill uh, and his commandments this morning. And, oh, he died for us, and all he's asking us to do, Brother Mark, uh, is to follow the commandments and love him and love one another and try to get along with one another uh, and lift one another up. Uh, he didn't, he, if, he had, if we don't do that, then Jesus Christ died in vain. Amen. He died for no reason. But he didn't die for no reason. He died that we all might have life and have it abundant. He didn't die that we might come to church and fight and argue and, and, and go out of the building and uh, uh, mad at one another, hey man, uh, and not learn a thing. He didn't die for that. That's the reason he wrote the Word of God here. That's the reason he said, if you uh, love me, you're going to keep my commandments. People say, well, I love God, but I ain't going to do this, and I ain't going to do that. No, you don't love God if you don't try your best to keep what he says. And that's just not talking about the Ten Commandments. Uh, there's a lot of messages in this uh, book. There, there, there is a lot of, uh, of commandments that he has given us. And he said, if you do those things, then you'll be pleasing to God. Let me ask you something. Do you think do you think I've been on Facebook all week, so I'll just go tell you that. Tracy's wife texted my wife the other night. And I was in the room. What was it she said, honey? Last Sunday evening. What was she said? Oh, can't you tell Sherry? <laughs> Sherry said, don't your wife, don't your husband, don't your pastor let us or see us on these phones. 
Sherry and Pikey got the message. <laughs> and they didn't listen. That's just what I'm getting at. But <laughs> that was funny. But Jesus died for us. We need to understand. There's a lot of people. Do you think everybody come to these altars, say they got saved, got saved? No, they didn't. Because when they walk out of here and they just keep on doing the things they're doing, that Jesus died for them for doing them things, and they keep on doing them, they didn't get saved. If you truly get born again and you truly get saved, oh, you're going to steal sometimes. You're going to have thoughts, and you're going to have, that's the devil's job. And sometimes you're going to be tempted when you hear something. Jump on the phone. I get so sick. I get so sick, church, sometimes of hearing people say, well, did you hear what so-and-so done? No, I didn't hear about it. Well, somebody put it on the Facebook. Man, that was awful. Well, I ain't got Facebook. Well, let me tell you what was on there. I don't care what was on there. I don't care. I'll tell you something else, Brother Trey, and I'll guarantee you, not a one in this church heard last week. Well, they heard it, but I bet you didn't do it. Can anybody tell me the question I asked last week, one of them? You said, God, there's a lot of them. It was, but they was one in particular. You've got it. Ada was listening. What did I say? I asked a question. How many of you spend time on your phone gossiping or Facebook? How many of you spend as much time reading the Word of God? I can't see through these glasses. I said, how many of you spend as much time reading the Word of God and studying the Word of God as you do on the phone? Billy Burton, because he said he didn't have a phone. You wouldn't have to read very much then, would you, Billy? You see what I'm getting at? What are we filling our minds with today, April? What are we filling our minds with today? What are we allowing our children, Tim, to fill their, fill their minds with? Me and Shannon had a little talk the other night. She cut my hair. And she brought the situation up. About parents letting their little kids bring a phone to church with them. I don't blame them kids. I blame you parents. And she said some of them got mad at her because she told them to put them up in class. 
So when your kid gets in trouble, who do you think you're going to blame? You're going to blame the teacher when your kid gets in trouble? No, you blame yourself. Well, that's who I'm going to blame. I'm going to stand up. <laughs> I'm going to stand up if these teachers are doing the right thing and trying to teach them. I'm going to stand up, and I've got their back. And I told Shannon, and Shannon said, Brother Ruff, you've always had my back, and I've still got it. And as long as that board straightens up and acts right, then I've got their back. And any other teacher or anybody else, I've got their back. We didn't come here to this church to gossip. We don't come to church to look on Facebook and say, look here, you see this? Look here, show you. And allow your kids. We, we don't come here to do that. We come here to teach them the Word of God. And if we allow our children to bring them, allow them to use them in church, uh, then you're the blame for it. Because they're not going to learn nothing if they won't listen to their teacher. And let me tell you something else. As long as their parents uphold them in something, they're not going to grow one bit. They're going to stay right down to the level as a little baby. They're never going to grow. They're never going to grow. God, I don't know who we got here. I don't forgot who was at. My little children, let us not love in word. Anybody know what that means? Neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. I can look at that. I, I can look at Gola. I said, Gola, Gola, I love you. I love you. I'll do anything for you, Gola. I can say that. And if you come up to me and say, Brother Ralph, I've got a problem. Well, hey, go tell somebody else about it. I don't want to hear it. Is that what he's saying here? Don't just love in word, but show that you love them. We need to show them. We don't need to just tell one another uh, that we love them. We don't just need to tell the world that we love them, uh, but we need to show them that we love them. We need to show one another that we love one another. And when you go out here running and gossiping about the church or what's going on in the church uh, to the world, then we're not going to get the world in. Amen. 